0: Welcome to episode number 143 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are continuing on our series on the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit. So with that, today I want to talk about prophecy, working of miracles, healings, discerning of spirits praying in tongues, or speaking in tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. So with that, you can tell we have quite a um, items to discuss, but I believe the Holy Spirit will help us go through them. And if we don't get them all in this particular podcast, we'll be completing them on another one in the near future. So with that, today's podcast is entitled Receive Miracle, gifts of the Holy Spirit. But let's pray and ask for the Lord's guidance and direction. Father, once again I come to you and need your touch, your divine intervention. And I submit now myself, my time, my studying, my preparation to the Holy Spirit, and ask the Holy Spirit to take charge, to take control of this today, that this podcast would reach out and touch those who are listening in parts in our world where maybe they've not heard of this teaching or maybe they have a great understanding of it and and you could give them some insight that would help them to teach it and show it to others. I believe, though, that you need to be in charge, and I step back, and I surrender my thoughts, my time, all the effort that I put into it to you. So, Holy Spirit, take control, take charge, and I'll give you praise in advance for what's about to take place, and I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. In this podcast, I plan to cover six gifts of the holy spirit these are all miracle gifts power gifts of the spirit and things that we need to see in our life and understand them better now this is a lot to cover in one podcast so i may need to do an additional podcast at the end of this but let's just see how the lord takes us through this we need to start with the gifts of prophecy speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues and there's a couple scriptures that really have a lot to say about that all in one so let's let's just move on and see what the holy spirit has for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 it tells us the holy spirit gives the ability to prophesy then in 1 Corinthians Chapter 14 and verse 5, the Apostle Paul wrote the following words I wish you could all speak in tongues, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues. Unless, now there's a very important word right there, because a lot of people might leave it just at what I said about prophecy that it's the most important, but he says, unless someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. So the Apostle Paul is telling us here that tongues are wonderful and that prophecy is great. And he says that prophecy would be great for you to be able to speak that and have that gift. And he says, basically, prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless he says someone interprets what you are saying so that the whole church will be strengthened. I believe what the Apostle Paul is saying here is that they're equal. When tongues are being spoken and they're not interpreted, then prophecy can be greater to bless the church. But he's also saying here that when prophecy comes forth it blesses the church but then when tongues come forth with an interpretation then it also blesses the church so let's see what else he has to say on verse number six Remember, I'm reading out of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm in verse 6 now of the New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, if I should come to you speaking in an unknown language, how would you be helped? Or how would that help you? But if I bring you a revelation or some special knowledge or prophecy or teaching, that will be helpful. So, he's telling us and giving us instructions as to why prophecy can be more beneficial at times than what tongues could be. So, that's an important lesson that we need to to learn from this teaching today. In these scriptures, the Apostle Paul deals with several issues in through throughout these verses. In my encounters at churches with these gifts, I have seen a lot of confusion. Paul is saying that whatever is best for the church is best for us. That's a powerful statement when you think about it. Now, he doesn't say it in those exact words, but what he's saying is what's best for the church at times can be prophecy and other times it can be just as equally powerful for tongues and interpretation in tongues. But what he's saying through all that is, whatever's best for the church is what's best for us. Now, he is recognizing that all of the gifts have a purpose to bless, to edify, encourage, and help the church. Now, I've seen Christians get into heated arguments about prophecy, or speaking in tongues, or interpretation of tongues. And it shouldn't be that way. There should be peace and unity and harmony because people should understand the teaching that Paul has given us, on and great instruction in 1 Corinthians chapters 12, 13, and 14. Now, some say that tongues are the most important because many people speak in tongues, but that is not what the Bible says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 18 and 19, Paul gives us additional instructions on how to deal with these gifts. Verse 18 says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you. But in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than 10,000 words in an unknown language. See, once again, we have clarity, we have instruction, and that's what we need to lean on when we try to discuss it in our church and with other believers. There's another passage of scripture that I think I need to give you to get clarification on this. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verses 2 through 4. Here's Paul speaking again. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. Now, he's saying mysterious. will be mysterious to other people. Verse 3, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because sometimes prophecy gets very confusing because people think it's time for correction, but it's not. It strengthens, and it encourages, and it comforts. Verse 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. You might want to go back or go to your Bible and read these scriptures. They're found in 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 Corinthians 14. Great instructions from the Apostle Paul. So let me just ask you a question right now. Why do we need the gift of prophecy? Well, first of all, it helps the church. It saves people who are going away from God or walking away from God. Prophecy brings light and immortality to the church. It brings light to help us understand the gospel. It brings something that is referred to as testimonial prophecy, or that's giving your testimony of your salvation. A reference to that is found in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 10, where Paul is writing to Timothy, and he's telling him to, to be encouraged and to be faithful the people, and he's giving him a, them a word, really a prophecy for help and direction. He says in verse 10, and now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Jesus Christ our Savior. He broke the power of death and illuminated the way to life and immortality through the good news. You see, Paul is telling us that through prophecy, we can see light in our life and understand what immortality has to do with. Let's get into that a little deeper. Let's look at it this way. When we are giving a testimony of our salvation to others, it is prophetic in nature. Therefore, we have an opportunity to give our testimonial prophecy when we testify of our salvation. By the way, we are obligated to the Lord to give our testimony. We read about that in Romans chapter 1 verses 16 and 17. I know you may wonder what this has to do with prophecy, but in reality, once again, Paul's talking to the church and giving them guidance and direction. He says in Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith... That a righteous person has life. We're supposed to give our testimony, and our testimony is really prophetic to those who are non believers. I hope you receive that. That's really a powerful statement. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, gave it to me so that you could receive it, so that you would be strengthened to give a testimony of your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, let me just give a little side comment. Prophets must speak what they know not what they think or feel. This is continuing our teaching on what prophecy is, because what a true prophet speaks is divine knowledge of God. Prophecy is an explanation of truth. Prophecy makes the body of Christ experience joy. They are hearing from God. When prophecy is correct, it will bring comfort, exhortation, and edifies the church. We'll discuss more about prophecy in future podcasts, but I need to move on. Let me read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, once again in the New Living Translation. The Apostle Paul is speaking here. I want to emphasize the next two gifts we're going to talk about are the gifts of healing and miracles in the latter part of verse 9 it says into someone else the one spirit gives the gift of healing verse 10 he gives one person the power to perform miracles so let's get into that now they work together frequently that is the gift of healing and gift of miracles Now, if you are seeking these gifts and you desire to have them so that you can pray for the sick and they will be healed or that you can see miracles take place as God uses you. You know, Jesus was not the only one who did miracles on the earth. He told us that we would do greater works than he did. And Peter operated in miracles. Paul operated in miracles. And today in this world that we live in now, there are great preachers and evangelists and missionaries who are going out doing great works and great miracles in the name of Jesus. So if you really would like to know how to see these happen to your life, I'd like to refer you back to a scripture I used in a prior podcast, and that's John chapter 15 and verse 7. Listen to these words. Now, if you want these gifts, listen to what these words tell us. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. The key then, one of the keys that we have to have to see these miracles take place in our life is to learn to abide in Christ and in his word. Now, many of you have desired to receive the gifts of healing and the working of miracles. Maybe all your life you've been praying for it and wanting that and you've wondered why it doesn't happen. So the best thing I can probably tell you is that if you desire to see these gifts, you need to ask for them And then follow the instructions of John 15 7. And that is that once we abide in Christ and we abide in His Word, then we need to just start praying for people. We need to believe that God is going to use us and work miracles in the lives of others. Now, the church needs the gifts of healing and miracles today. We know that God wants these gifts to operate in his church and through his people. In my opinion, which is based on what I have studied in God's word, is that God wants us to operate with these gifts frequently, often, because he knows it will bless his church. And that's the goal and the purpose of the gifts. Now, when we pray for others to be healed and receive a miracle, we must never doubt, but we must always expect to see what we pray for. These gifts are not limited to by the severity of the illness, or by the size of the miracle that's needed. We just need to pray for others. We need to lay hands on those, with their permission that is, and believe for miracles of healing to go into their bodies. The gifts of healing and miracles are fact, not fiction. If you don't have these gifts, seek them. If you feel you had them, you still do. Because in Romans eleven twenty nine it says the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So just because you used to operate in these gifts and you say, well, it's not happening any longer, it's still there. The gift is still there. We just need to go back and activate it by seeking God, reading his word, praying for others, believing and trusting and exercising our faith. And I'm telling you, you will see the miracles come and the healings will take place in Jesus name and to him be the glory. When we go to pray for the sick who need a healing or a miracle in their life or someone who needs a miracle maybe in their business or in their relationships or whatever the situation might be, we need to prepare our heart and our mind to receive. We must go into this believing and trusting God and knowing that He is able and that He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. Don't go into praying saying, well, I hope so or maybe so and if God wills it or God desires it. I believe, obviously, we want God's will, but we go to pray for people. We need to believe that God is going to answer that prayer and we're going to see healings and we're going to see miracles. God is calling us to operate in these gifts. He needs us to respond and I believe you're listening to this because he wants you to respond and seek these gifts. The Bible tells us to desire God's best gifts. So get ready to receive, get ready to see healings and miracles take place in your life. You know, when I first became a Christian, I didn't understand any of this stuff about healings or miracles and all those things. I just knew that I loved Jesus Christ and I knew that he had saved me and that he had brought me from a life where I was confused and kind of floating around and didn't know which direction to go. But when he came into my life I received purpose, I received guidance and direction. And I went to church one time early in my when I became a Christian, went to a church and I saw a church that was very active spiritually, and so I looked around and watched people praying, whatever, and it was kind of a new experience for me. But I noticed there was something that was very special, and that was that people were earnestly seeking God. They were lifting their hands up and worshiping the Lord. They were praying and seeking God and asking God to move. They were praying for the needs of other people. They would go up front and the pastor would lay hands on them and pray for them, for their sickness or illness or where it might be, or maybe for a job or for some kind of relationship that had gone bad. Whatever it might have been, the people there in that church were praying and believing and trusting God for miracles to come forward. And we started to see miracles take place we saw healings, amazing healings. And then all of a sudden, God started using me and started me praying for people. And I saw incredible healings with a young boy's kidneys that were completely failing and gone. God healed them, restored them. An older man, a very heavyset man whose hip was completely gone, was he needed hip replacement. We laid hands on him. We prayed for him. When he went in for surgery, the doctor stopped the surgery and said, no, there's no need because the x-ray had proven that he had been miraculously healed. In my own life, I've seen miracles take place because I was healed of incurable cancer. Six and a half years ago the doctors told me I may only have up to six months to live at best if something radical didn't happen and something radical did happen, something supernatural did happen, and that was my healing came forth and to God be the glory and for him all the praise. I didn't realize that was going to take place in my life. I didn't know that I would need a miracle healing and I've had several of those. I didn't know that other people would have needs and that the Holy Spirit would call on me to pray for them. So I I'm telling you, you are out there for a reason. You're there to receive, I believe, these gifts. And I believe the gifts of healing and the gifts of miracles are going to come forth in your life. Believe for them. Trust God for them. Seek God. Read His Word. Get blessed when you pick up the Word of God and read about the great miracles that took place there. I've got a book that I read many years ago. It's basically all the miracles that ever took place in the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament. And sometimes I just pick that up and start reading that. And what does it do? It encourages me. It lifts my faith. It increases my faith. And and gives me a reason to believe that there's nothing impossible for God because I can see and read about these great miracles. So with that, I know that this teaching is one that maybe is new to some, but yet is not new to others. And Whatever your case might be, I want you to receive it. And if you desire to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, then seek God for it and you watch. He's going to come into your life and pour out a blessing you won't be able to handle. I believe that. So, we're going to talk more in the future about healing and miracles. Matter of fact, we'll be talking a lot about that in future podcasts. So, we're going to move on now and talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. We need to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. Let me read that to you. He gives one person the power to perform miracles. We've talked about that. And another, the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. You know, that's a very important gift to talk about. And there's a lot of confusion. So let's get into it right now. The first thing that I should say that it's the gift of discerning of spirits. It's not the gift of discernment. And there's some confusion there. I remember I had a guy one time was going to our church years ago and I was trying to discuss with him the importance of this gift. And he says, well, I don't know all about that discerning of spirit stuff. He says, but I sure got a lot of suspicions. Now, what he was basically saying was he felt he had discernment. He had the ability to see what people are doing and what they're thinking. But in reality, what we need to understand here is this is the gift of discerning of spirits. The gift of discerning of spirits is not discerning of people. It is not judging others. This gift has to do with the testing of the spirits. So let me give you another scripture here found in 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in a real body, that person has the Spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the Spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. The gift of discerning of spirits gives us divine understanding. Now, you might be a little confused here. You might be wondering, how do I clear this up? How do I get things straight in my mind? Well, I think there's some good instruction I can give you from the Apostle Paul once again, and it's found in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. When we're confused now, when we have doubts, when we're having things we're not certain about, the Apostle Paul gives us these words. He says in Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8 in the New Living Translation, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. You know, it's with all these gifts we need to apply that scripture because Paul's teaching us a lot and there's a lot put down. There's a lot to understand when I say put down, meaning put down into our heart and in our mind and get into us. So therefore, we need to go back and clear our minds, clear our thoughts and think about those things that are true and pure and lovely because that's what the gifts are bringing to the church they are bringing things that are true and lovely and pure. And they, they lift up the church. They build up the church. They strengthen the church. So with that, I hope that you got a better understanding now of what discerning the gift of discerning of spirits is all about. As we do what the Holy Spirit tells us, He will direct our thoughts and understanding and our understanding about what is pure and what is evil the last two gifts i want to talk about in this podcast are found in first corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10 and it's found at the end of verse 10 it says here still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. You see, these two gifts are related. They are known as the utterance gifts or gifts that say something. Now, the other gifts say something, obviously, prophesying, and those are things that have words that come forward. But it's important we understand that these two gifts go together many times, and that's tongue with interpretation of tongues. And I want to talk about this because there's a lot of people are confused about it. Many times you talk to someone about the church you go to, and I of nowhere they'll say well does your church believe in talking in tongues well yes yes we do but there's a lot to be said about that what do you mean by that what's your reference to that because sometimes it's because they don't like it, or they've heard bad things about it, or they're confused about it, or they're told that it doesn't exist any longer. So it's a more common thing, and they even make jokes about it, which is totally wrong, completely wrong, and it's really being anti-God, if anything else, when you try and talk about negative ways about the gifts of the Spirit. So I wanted to kind of close with these two, because I think it's something that'll be more common that you'll hear about from day to day in your walk with the Lord. Now, some say that tongues have ceased and are not of God. Now, there's other people who still operate, in the gifts of tongues and interpretation in their church and they do actively. So let me give you my understanding and my thought on all these issues. Now God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So therefore I believe that tongues still exist and I know they do because I pray in tongues almost daily. I've been used with tongues and interpretation of tongues. I've interpreted messages by other people who've prayed or given a gift of tongues. I've interpreted my own tongues at times and known what the interpretation is. So I understand it, I operate in it, and I'm not trying to say that I'm super spiritual. This is just something that the Lord gave me. Matter of fact, is a kind of an interesting way to describe it. When my wife and I were first saved, became Christians, she got filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence and speaking in other languages, which is her prayer language, and that's not the gift Gift of tongues, I'm talking about right now, but she wanted me to have that same gift of praying in the spirit, and so she would pray to God, God, give him the Holy Ghost, fill him with the Spirit. And she wouldn't tell me that, and I would uh, tell her, Well, I'm not so sure that I want that. Maybe that's good for you, but I'm not so sure that I need that in my life. I know Jesus, and that's that's all I need. But one night in the middle of the night, I woke up, and the Holy Spirit impressed me to pray to receive whatever God had. So I got up from bed. My wife was sound asleep. Walked out into our living room, and I said, Lord, whatever you have, I want it. Whatever is is of you, whatever you desire for me to have, I receive it, I want it, and I don't want you to hold back. And at that moment, I started praying in the Spirit, and it was wonderful. The Holy Spirit came upon me, and I laid down literally on the floor of my family room and was praying in the Spirit. And I must have done that for maybe a half an hour or longer, at least from what the timing, I remember the timing. But it was a wonderful presence of the Lord. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't evil. There was no fear involved. It was a wonderful presence of the Lord because I was praying according to God's will. I may have been praying for other people in that time who had needs and praying for them in the Spirit, but regardless of what the circumstances where I knew it was of God, and it's something that I hold very dear in my walk with God right now. So that doesn't have to happen to you. And of course, a couple of weeks went by before I told my wife that it happened, and she said, well, I've been praying that it would. And so uh, God answered her prayer. Now, I believe in these gifts, and I have been blessed to experience them often in the lives of other people, good people, I agree that tongues and interpretation have caused issues in the church, but however, when when operating properly, like the Apostle Paul explains, they are a blessing to the church. Now, I'm sitting here thinking, I got kind of caught up just for a second by the Spirit as to how I should close this out and explain it to you, and I can't think of a better way to do that but to get the Bible out and read a few verses what the Apostle Paul had to say about tongues and an interpretation of tongues. I'm going to read in First Corinthians chapter fourteen and verse eighteen, and a few other verses after that. Paul is speaking here. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of you, but in a church meeting, I would rather speak five understandable words to help others than ten thousand words in an unknown language. Now let's move on to twenty-two. That's First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse twenty-two. So you see that speaking in tongues is a sign not for believers but for unbelievers. Prophecy, however, is for the benefit of believers, not unbelievers. Even so, if unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your church meeting and hear everyone speaking in an unknown language, they will think you are crazy. Verse 24. But if all of you are prophesying and unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed, and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you you. Verse 26. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given, one will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. So, I'm going to leave this teaching today on all these gifts of the Spirit, and in future podcasts upcoming, we will get into many of these gifts from time to time, but for this podcast, I think we've completed what the Holy Spirit has called me to say and to do. In closing, may I suggest that you read what the Apostle Paul said about these gifts. Look them up in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. I'm telling you, they'll bless you. So, Father, thank you for this opportunity once again to bring this message. I pray those who are seeking the gifts will be filled to overflowing. Father, the gifts of tongues interpretation will come forth, that prophecy will come forth, Father, that healings and miracles will take place, discerning of spirits, Lord, increased faith. All of these things will take place and all the nine power gifts of the Holy Spirit, the miracle gifts of the Holy Spirit will come forth in the lives of those who are listening. I thank you, God, once again for this opportunity. I pray you, bless it and that you, I know you've anointed it because you've taken me through areas and moved me into areas I had not written, things I had not paired for. As you directed me through this, I thank you for that. I pray now that you'd pour out your spirit upon all those who have listened today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you'd like to have additional information about the upcoming teachings we're going to have, I believe we're going to move in the direction of talking about miracles, just purely miracles, because I've seen a strong demand for that. People have an interest in it. People have needs, miracles they need in their life. So we're going to move in that direction in some of the upcoming podcasts. If you'd like additional information upon my teachings that we are sharing in this Quality Christian Living podcast, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll see a list of books that I've written on faith and finances and prosperity and things that'll bless you and generosity and even some books on my experiences in Vietnam and my time as a veteran. In addition to that, on my webpage, you can find a link to the podcast that I've done as I've just completed the 143rd one and I thank the Lord for that. In addition to that, you can subscribe to my podcast if you'd like by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So I'm really excited about the upcoming messages the Lord is giving me as we move in the direction of miracles. I will also be speaking on the issues dealing with the Holy Spirit and how the operations of the Spirit should take place. So I know it's going to be a blessing. I can't think of anything i enjoyed more teaching and that I've enjoyed more studying and preparing for than when we talk about the spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit and the power gifts and the things that just really transform our lives. So with this, I just know that God's going to bless it. I would encourage you to talk to your friends or family or relatives and ask them to tune in to these teachings. The Lord has really been blessing them. Last month, I was told that we had people download these these podcasts in nearly 70 countries around the world. So I thank God for that. Something I would have never been able to do just in the church that I pastored for some 20 years. For those of you who've been listening in, you might think my background is a little unusual for a podcaster, but I thank the Lord for all my experiences. I was blessed to be a banker for a number of years. Also a real estate developer. We owned our own real estate company. In addition to that, I pastored a church for 20 years, served the United States Army for two years and served in the Republic of Vietnam. So I've had a lot of experiences and I thank God for all those. And I think that they do come forth in these podcasts and I hope they're a blessing to you. So with that, I'm just gonna close with these words. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Our next episodes will be dealing with miracles and the operation of the Holy Spirit. So until next time, may God richly bless you.